All right, so this week, guys, we're doing our last holiday movie. We know it's after Christmas now, so maybe it's kind of more almost a New Year's kind of thing. But the last movie that we're talking about, uh, you know, it features a, a famous actor. He's playing a family man who goes to a holiday party that gets a little out of hand. Things get a little wild. The cops are called, and, uh, you know... Definitely ends with a bang, you could say. Chris, good intro. <laughs> Obviously, based on the intro, we're talking about Die Hard. <laughs> I was hoping you'd be like, and you know, starts off with some cocaine. Yeah. <clears throat> a little bit of, co- uh, like little of cocaine at a Christmas party. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. It's the 80s. If you're a businessman in the 80s and you're not doing cocaine, you're not doing enough business. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, that that's all they did in the, the 80s was cocaine and shoulder pads yeah cocaine cocaine and shoulder pads i would else wonder why ellis is doing it on her desk because he's a shithead <laughs> yeah but like surely he has a better office right <laughs> no i think she's like his boss no yeah I, I think they're almost on like equal standings because she in the movie she says like oh i'm gunning for like ellis has his eye on you and she's like oh i have his eye on his private washroom which implies that she does not have a private washer. Oh, but she does, though, because I, John McClane gets showered in it. Right? Yeah. So then clearly, he just has a better one? <laughs> yeah, his bathroom has two toilets. <laughs> or she just wants a second private washroom. <laughs> yeah. I want to have two two bathrooms Yeah. myself. He can keep his office. I just want his private bathroom. <laughs> I just want his private bathroom. He has all the good cocaine uh, counters. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he's doing cocaine. Maybe she's his dealer. Maybe that's why yeah. she can no longer live with a cop. Not because she had a, got a better career across the country, but because she's a drug dealer. It all makes sense. Oh, the that's why their relationship. <laughs> Hans, Booby, this isn't even my office. <laughs> I just do my cocaine in here. I fucking like I I hated that character so much. I mean, you know, like there's certain there's certain characters that you love to hate. Like Hans Gruber is an excellent example of that. Like you you you're rooting against him the entire time, but you love the character. Ellis is just like I hated to hate him. I just well. like He's I just like I just wanted shit. him. I was happy when he got shot. He is a shit. I was happy when they killed him. <laughs> Well, Ellis yeah. caricature of like a douchebag '80s businessman. Yeah. Like if Ellis had survived Die Hard, he would have been in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh God. Oh, he probably would have been the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Also, he cocaine to quaaludes. Side note: I did think of a person to play this character, although I think he's too old now. But all I could think of was Christian Bale the entire time. <laughs> Ellis was on screen. I was like, "That's perfect." <laughs> it's because he kind of looks like Patrick Bateman, like just the same yeah. kind of and suit style. You're just thinking of American Psycho, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Oh, well, there we go. He's already done it once." <laughs> yeah, I just like I really like because like, I kind of thought about it too, and I couldn't really think of anybody because I didn't want like a really good actor to play him. I because like I I want him to be like you wanted him to be like really skeevy and greasy. Oh, so James so, Marsden like, is the one you're thinking of. Yeah, like what? Uh, Cyclops from X Men. He's not skeevy. He's actually a really nice guy, but he is so killable. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was thinking like Timothy Chalamet. Uh, like, like, <laughs> like, Timothy. 
activity. I just, just like somebody who like you want to punch in the face. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Because like, like at first I was like maybe okay. John Hamm, but I'm like no, John Hamm's too handsome for this. And like you don't really like you, John Hamm. You either love to watch him or you love to hate him. And this You're character, jealous. That's always the case. this character. You can't you can't do that way. <laughs> Man, I love Die Hard though. I have seen it three times, and all of it was in the last calendar year. Nice. <laughs> Oh, you've only seen it three times. And also, I, never I, saw, I, just, I never saw it growing up. I, I would say about that, like the first time I watched Die Hard, actually, so, I mean, and I'm sure some of my, some of our fans and listeners will uh, throw me through the, like drag me through the mud for this. But like the first Die Hard movie I saw was, I think it was the third one with Justin Long. No, that's, uh, that's, is that third one? It's the fourth one, isn't it? Live Free I or Die Hard? I, I don't know. It's, it's the fourth one. Live Free or Die Hard. Because yeah. Die Hard so 3, beauty. <laughs> so, see, like, and I haven't seen the second one, and I guess I haven't seen the third one. Uh, I did see the one where they went to Russia, and that one they totally jumped the shark on. Die <laughs> Hard with a Vengeance, possibly? Maybe. I don't know. There's, don't know. there's like five or six. I'm pretty sure it's Die Hard, Die Harder. And Die Hard with a Vengeance is the third one. No, Live there's Free or Die Hard, and the other one's like. Isn't there, di- isn't there actually like no, a Die Hard? Straight two? up Die Hard 2. Yeah. Is the second one. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm, looking, I'm looking it up because it was Die Hard, Die Hard 2. Yeah, sure. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard Live with a Vengeance. Die Hard. A Good Day to uh, Die Hard. There it is. That's it. Yeah, that's, a good a good five. day to Die Hard was probably like I watched that and I was like I have no interest in the rest of the series. <laughs> um, and then I watched the first one like a year or two later, which is uh, too bad because you you start like don't judge a series by like the last film because with yeah. few exception is that ever like the best one? Yeah, but I but I really like I I somewhat enjoyed the Justin Long one. Uh, I think that's kind of like I I haven't I can't speak to the second or third. <laughs> he fist fights I, a jet. <laughs> But like that, like that's kind of where they began their journey to jump the shark. And if they had like capped it out there and not gone full like Fast and Furious, or I guess Fast and Furious went full Die Hard, right? Oh, um, I never thought about that. Yeah, I guess they're uh, around the same time. So you know. yeah, I mean, like the last ones came out like less than ten years ago, yeah. and it would have been in the middle of Fast and Furious. So they're kind of just like I do I, off each I, other's I, bullshit. They're contemporaries. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do have to say. I do just have to say the uh, the spinoff to uh, to Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, totally made up for the train wreck that was the eighth Fast and Furious movie or the ninth or whatever it was. The eighth is the only one I haven't seen yet, but one through seven are fucking incredible works of art. Really, I like <laughs> one through four. No, one through five. The Fast Five, Fast Five. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Are we including Tokyo Drift in this? Tokyo yeah. Drift is the funniest one in the series. And the best racing one in the series. Yeah, I was about to say, it actually has the most driving and potentially the most yeah. realistic driving. There's no action, really, in Tokyo Drift. But it's so dumb that I laughed the entire movie. But the races <laughs> were so dope that I was going, whoa, while laughing. <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew, eating my Doritos and going, whoa. <laughs> Drink, yeah. Drinking some NOS energy drink. Yeah. I was I was doing eyeball shots, monster, and snorting Dorito powder. And, anyways, now that we've talked about a different series, yeah, I, I want to get back to Die Hard because I I can't believe you two haven't seen this much. Like, come well, on, I, 
I have, and I, and I have to say, like, it's probably been like two or three years since I've watched. Like, I'm, like, I'd say I'm like, so I'm with Chris on this. Like, this is probably my third, maybe my fourth time watching uh, the first Die Hard movie. Uh, it's probably been about two or three years since I watched it, and I know, like, every time people are like yelling, like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I forgot how much it actually is a Christmas movie, and how much they incorporated it throughout. Like, it's not like an in-your-face uh like santa claus with tim allen christmas movie but it's it is it takes place at christmas and there's a whole lot of references all the way through that they continue through yeah i mean like when john mcclain kills that first guy he writes ho 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 in yeah i guess blood maybe lipstick on the on the guy's sweater also very antagonizing like that's not cop stuff (laughs) yeah wait forcer did you say that is being antagonistic is not what police officers do. Oh, sorry. Specifically, <laughs> this is in that situation where he's supposed to be a, a quote-unquote good police officer. Well, also, can we can we get... He's like, still in New York. Can we, can we, can we yeah. talk about the fact that uh, Sergeant Powell killed a 13-year-old kid? Yeah. By accident, all right? By accident. And he's haunted it, by it. It's it not was, like... It was dark. He had, he had a ray gun. It looked like a real gun, and I shot him. It is a little strange that he... Isn't well, no, it's not strange that he's not facing more repercussions. Yeah, no, that's like, not strange. Yeah, no. That's that's normal. Um, they, like they, they, this is where they started normalizing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what did it. This movie, Johnson. Anyways, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. More, more than like I haven't kept track of it, but definitely like definitely more than three times. And I remember watching it like on like it was one of those daytime TV like over the weekend. Some mm-hmm. channels playing it as like a movie. Um. I don't know. I I do like it. I'm definitely I've definitely seen the third one and the second one a lot more than this first one. Yeah. Uh, I think the second one, and probably because it just is easier to license, so like everyone plays it, and it is also a Christmas movie. It at least has snow too. It's not set in California. Um, yeah. But the third one has Samuel Jackson, and it is the best of all of them. So. <laughs> Doesn't the fourth oh, is that one have the one where he has Jackson? to walk through Harlem with the sign? Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, like, if Die Hard were actually made today, like the original one, it would be one of the best movies of the year and probably the best action, one of the best action movies of the decade. Like, I think it holds up so well that even though it is, like, clearly a super 80s movie, if it was polished and made today, it would be just as good. Like, even, yeah. like, even if that cast was transplanted to today, the movie would still be so fucking dope. Yeah, I have to agree. And, like, Honestly, most of those, not all of those actors, I mean, Alan Rickman can reprise his role. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Bruce Willis could come back and do the same thing. And he has, yes, he did it. Yeah, he's still playing the same character. He just yeah. looks older. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has the have energy you, for it anymore. Like, no, have you, have, you, have you guys watched Death Wish? Death Wish? He totally, no, he can totally do it. It's like, it's the remake of like a Bronson Wonders. I watched the original and I thought this was gratuitous. And I was like, a remake now feels inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. So like it was it was a good it was a good action movie. And then Bruce Willis was doing a lot of uh, a lot of like high high energy scenes, <laughs> stunt doubles. Yeah. You know, what? speaking of actors who did a good job in the original movie, let's have a quick rundown of who we're going to be recasting today. Okay. Um, Chris, amazing segue. Perfect. Thank you. Ten out of ten. I realized that I forgot to do the introduction for the podcast. Um, 
which is fine. You can fill it in later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's okay. The listeners know what we're doing. Welcome to Cinema Swap. We take a look at older movies and we recast them as if they were made today. You guys know the drill. If this is your first episode, uh, I'm sorry. And listen to some other ones. <laughs> uh, don't forget to introduce your two lovely co-hosts. Oh, yeah, shit. Yes, my name is Chris, and I'm here with Sam <laughs> and Forrester. Sorry, guys. We're honestly excited to be talking about Die Hard, because it's just an unreal film. Yeah. We just got carried away. Yeah, we're just excited <laughs> to get back into it. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So, the cast we are talking about today... Uh, starting with Holly McLean, originally played by Bonnie Bedelia, um, Argyle, played by Devereaux White, Sergeant Al Powell, played by Reginald Val Johnson, Hans Gruber, played by the late great Alan Rickman, and John McLean, pra- played by Bruce Willis. Great cast, out of the gate. Like Alan Rickman is fucking legendary. Yeah, like I, th- I found this really hard to recast because, like, I was trying to find characters that could, like, actors that that could either make the roles their own or embody some of the similar aspects that the original actors hey, did, and it is it is hard. About this, hard. this is Alan Rickman's first movie. Oh yeah, out I of the gate with this. <laughs> yeah, because he started acting when he was like fucking forty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was probably, like, at a hobby shop, and he's like, oh, I could get super into model boats or planes, and then he's like, or I become an actor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Alan Rickman was amazing. I will say, though, his German accent doesn't exist. Like, I don't know what his accent is in this movie, <laughs> but it, it's it's good, but it's not a German accent. It's just, like, it's like a vague Eastern European. It's barely even that. It's definitely vague. It's, it's vaguely European accent, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. Vague is definitely, yeah. I mean, like, he speaks German to the guy sometimes with a good German accent. And the other yeah. guys speaking German have German accents. And then at one point, there's, like, an Asian guy there as well with a ponytail. Oh, yeah. I was confused by him. He didn't really fit in. <laughs> he was also, he also had, like, the worst hair out of all of them. They all yeah. had amazing hair, except for yeah, him. Yeah, they had an incredible I was reading something parody. online where people were like, people were legitimately asking like if they were casting this like oh no it was you guys right also it was also, I was going to yesterday was, when we were was I just going were they trying to make fun of Bruce Willis's lack of hair like by this point it's true Bruce Willis's hair is not like it's not falling out at this point but it's like some weird foreshadowing thing where like his hairline's been receding forever well he's got the widow's peak it's 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 definitely it's definitely thinned out and uh, pushed back a little bit. Yeah, I know just, I know a little bit something a little a little bit of something about that. It just seems strange that they would say, "Hey, let's get all of our like villains together and let's give them like fabulous '80s hair, like the most what magnificent if hair." Cast Fabio nine times to be the villain <laughs> in this movie. I know, right? Also, fun fact about that Asian guy: I was like, he looks so familiar. It's because he's in like everything he's in die yeah. hard our lethal weapon die hard bill and ted's excellent adventure and big trouble in little china like oh my god <laughs> he also gets he's also in like r- not really that many scenes and just gets pumped full of bullets towards the yeah. end. oh last action hero 
man, it's like when they needed just an Asian like villain henchman, they just picked this guy. Just nonstop work for him. Although I'm, I am, yeah, I'm upset they didn't give him a wig to match everyone else. Well, he had a ponytail, so he could let his hair down. He just didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah. fabulous hair aside. <laughs> also, I will say one other thing. At the very start of the movie, when uh, John McClane is getting off the plane, the uh, stewardess who walks by and looks at him gives him absolute fuck me eyes. Yeah, like she gives so him this many. look that is just like so quick and nasty. Did you not see uh, Holly's secretary too? Also gives him the once over. Like she looks at him and it's like, oh my god, he's there. And then she like, like totally does like a up and down on him. I'm like, man, <laughs> did they I write that mention. in? Like he's supposed to be some sort of sexy dude. Like, I mean, are, like, wait, yeah, wait, are you pretty are you good shape. Like, Bruce Willis isn't a sexy. Yeah, it's dude? late eighties Bruce Willis. That yeah. he might be. I don't. I don't know the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. I guess he's, he's definitely not unattractive. <laughs> but he is supposed to be like a schlubby everyman cop, which less so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Forrester? New York's a sexy city full of sexy people. <laughs> He's also in L.A. That's true. Yeah. So oh, that's like, why all of them were fabulous. Yes. Oh, actually, well, what else are we going to do? We're terrorists. And then yeah. acting? Modeling? Yeah. Well, they, they, they have to get their hair done before they uh, take over the building, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never know. There might be cameras. They could have had a spot, eh? Yeah. That's a good, that is a good team building exercise. That's true. And if you're going to take over a building and rob $6 million in bear bonds. $640 million in negotiable <laughs> bear bonds. Uh, <laughs> then, then you want to look your best and feel your best and really have everyone on point. Hey, you know what they say? Look good, feel good. All right. <laughs> I think we've, I mean, we always beat around the bush a lot. Listen, but this I, is a big Nakatomi Plaza bush to talk about. You know, there's a lot of stuff to go over. It is in um, ruins. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we can probably try to stay in some sort of uh, structure, take a quick break, and then be right back with our recasting. And we are back, everybody. Um, see, that's how it's actually done. That's how the host does it when they're paying attention to what they're doing. Sorry. Excellent. Well done, Chris. Thank Good you. Good job. Good job. Pat, pat on the back. Pat on the back. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start our recasting of Die Hard with Holly McLean. And in my new version, I have her played by Maggie Q. Ooh. You'll have to remind me who that is. Um, and, go ahead, Chris. You're, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah, so Maggie Q... Um, She's been in a lot of uh, TV shows and stuff, and I think some movies, but um, she was recently in Designated Survivor as the uh, the FBI agent who's sort of like the other main character. Uh, she was also in a movie I saw recently called Fantasy Island, which came out a couple, like last year. Okay. Um, Balls of Fury. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's, she's great. Um, like, she does play a badass in a lot of stuff. But she can also just play, like, a regular person who is, like, doesn't take shit, though, and, like, isn't a pushover. So, like, obviously we don't need Holly to be an action star in this movie. But I wanted to pick an actress who isn't, like, a damsel in distress, either. 
Because, cool. like, throughout the whole movie, yeah. like, Holly McClain, you know, she stands up to Hans Gruber. She's trying to keep her coworkers safe. Like, she's obviously a leader at her job. And, you know, being married to John McClain, she's obviously <laughs> kind of a tough lady as well. Yeah. So I think Maggie Q uh, could definitely nail that, like, uh, badass business lady slash mom role. Cool. Yeah, no, no. I think that's I think that's an excellent choice. That uh, is a very good choice. Also, yeah, not a person for, for those reasons. I'm, st- I'm still not familiar with her, but like for the reasons you described, like I think that's a good choice. Like I also went along the same line uh, with that. Yeah, I was about to say, Maggie Q is like a practicing martial artist and like not someone you fuck around with. <laughs> no. And like I also just, I wanted to pick someone who I know is like, you know, embodies that kind of like, um, you know, powerful woman character, but <laughs> also isn't like a bigger star than the rest of the characters. Like she's a, she's a great actor, um, <clears throat> but she's not like she's not gonna out outshine the other actors on my list here. I'm not trying to do a uh, all A listers pick this time. <laughs> Whoa, Chris, out of left field with that. <laughs> hey, I love Maggie Q. I'm just like realistically, she's she's in a lot of just like TV and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good choice. Now, Sam, who did you pick to play Holly McLean? Uh, I went with uh, with Jennifer Lawrence. I thought of Jay. I thought of Jay Law, but I, but then the whole thing is like she's like fucking huge right now. I uh, know she's she's not. Uh, no? no. So ten years ago when Hunger Games came out, then yeah, she was top of the list. Like that's that was she's like an A list actor, and she still is. She's a phenomenal actress. And I would say she still is a a list, but she, what was what was the last like sellout movie that like what was the last movie you remember her being in? Um, she was that Travelers, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Travelers, something like that. Uh, passengers, like three passengers. years. <laughs> yeah, Travelers. Yeah, that, 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 that came out. That came out. that made it come out four years ago. That was still that was when I was still working at Cineplex. But that yeah. movie came out. I mean, I mean, hey, it's a great pick. Like I thought of her two or three times i kept thinking about it but i'm like i'm gonna stick with mine but i like i like jennifer lawrence a lot and, and i think she's good and i don't think she, that she's too big right now like she's i uh, she's still doing movies uh they're just great like nothing that immediately comes to mind for anybody or and for either of you guys uh and i think for, for a lot of the same reasons that i that chris picked uh maggie q is why i picked jennifer lawrence is that she's not going to be this damsel in distress like i don't that's not what I want. Uh, and on top of that, like she has such range. Um, there was a movie, I think it was called joy that she did three or four years ago where she yeah. played, uh, a woman who was like invented this product that was trying to, to market and sell it. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was, so well done you see her go all over the place with those and then you get the the action from hunger games and from um and from x-men as well she's also very good in silver linings playbook with uh, bradley cooper i think that's what she yeah. won the oscar for if i'm not mistaken i'm honestly not sure i, I think so don't anyway don't not important I, I haven't, it was I haven't a really good movie <laughs> i haven't seen that movie but I, yeah that's a great pick sam i i I mean, you you keyed into it as well. I think it's important that Holly isn't a damsel in distress because that would just like diminish the character. I think so. Yeah, for us, especially tell us how you, uh, decided to recast your Holly McLean. 
Okay, so, I mean, I guess we all clearly think the same thing. I think the original actress does a great job with that role, where she seems very believable. Um, and full disclosure, I'm not the biggest, like, J-Law fan, but she's good. That's a great pick for this role. Um, and I originally, I was like, oh, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. And I was like, she's kind of too old for this now. Even though she doesn't look it, I just didn't want to cast someone that felt, like, out of place as a mother. Um, even though she is a mother, too. I shouldn't say that. Sorry, Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went with someone definitely lesser known. And it was just kind of a weird out-of-nowhere pick. And I saw it and went, she could be very good in this role. Um, I went with Christine Taylor, which you're probably not going to recognize the name off the bat. Uh, but she is the female lead in Dodgeball and Zoolander. Okay. Formerly married to Ben Stiller. Still oh, close, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. to divorce. Yeah, or separated. Um, but she does play that kind of like... I mean, to be fair, in both those movies, she's like the no-nonsense person who like learns to lighten up and like cut loose. But I would just not have her cut loose. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, and outside of those two comedy roles, she actually does a lot more dramatic pieces where she's very serious so i was like oh that's perfect she has that kind of like cut edge to her that i think would seem more appropriate for like a businesswoman now um not that there's anything wrong with other picks <laughs> yeah um, for sure no i mean i'm only familiar with her from dodgeball and zoolander but i mean yeah she definitely starts off as a slightly more serious character in those movies. Yeah, but she's not unlikable, too. Like, there's a certain softness to her where, like, she's with the lovable goofball in a way. And I think of John McClane as maybe not lovable goofball, but along those lines where he's, (laughs) like, clearly unhinged and she's kind of the straight man to that, where she's, like, only, like, oh, I can recognize that face, and that face is someone's, like, John McClane's dealing with this person. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's another, only John could make someone that angry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, like, yeah. Holly is an important part to the movie, but obviously isn't one of the biggest characters. But I think it's still important that we cast someone who, you know, can do those qualities in, you know, the in the important scenes that she is in. Um, next up, we're talking about one of the most fun characters in the movie, Argyle who is uh, the limo driver who picks up John McClane from the airport, um, who's just a, you know, real smooth, real fun young guy. And I chose an actor uh, you guys might recognize. His name's uh, Chris Bridges. Not oh, off the top of my head. I, 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 don't, I don't recognize Chris. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is excellent. That yeah, actually... So- Oh, I was picturing. God, I wish I had chosen him. Ludacris, like, just basically playing Taj from Fast and Furious, but if he were a limo driver. Okay, I don't. I don't. Okay. Oh, top. See, I I like that pick. I do like that pick. I don't think it it matches with the original as much. You don't think? Yeah. Because Ludacris think... is definitely like he's the chill talking guy, and I feel like Argyle is like hyper excitable. Yeah, but I mean, like, but, he, can, he can get I'm that. I'm not excited. saying it's a bad. Pick. I I think it's good. It's definitely. I, I think different that it would definitely. Um, and I actually really like it. I think. Thank you. I'm. I don't know. Like I like. I like Ludacris. Uh, Luda. But he might be. 
I mean, I guess like I guess it would change the character because he's just older. Actually, no, I don't. Even, I don't even think it matters. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. I mean, Argyle doesn't have yeah. to be like a seventeen-year-old yeah, yeah. or whatever the fuck he is in the movie. Like yeah. Ludacris isn't. Also, he's not that old. Like he's like probably in his thirties. Uh, no, he's forty-five or forty-something. Is he really? Yeah, he's in his forties. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty old. But you know what? I don't. I don't think that but matters. He, like he... the energy he has, I think, still is good for Argyle. Yeah. Also, I just, I didn't think of this at the time, but now I'm, like, going back and being like, it would have been great to cast a really old actor for this. Like, just, like, <laughs> a 70-year-old. Like, how great would that be for this role? <laughs> like, um, talking about his girlfriend and stuff, and just be like, oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. Um, I did not do that. But Ludacris is an excellent pick, even if he is, like, he's older, yeah. but, like, doesn't he really yeah. hasn't changed? Like his look hasn't changed. No, Argyle's he, not really an action star in this movie, so it's fine. No, he's he's got some great lines. He's like dancing in the limo and drinking with the teddy bear, <laughs> and then he does punch the hacker out at the end of the movie. He runs his car into a van and he punches the hacker right in the face. Yeah. Which, yes. as well, I was about to say, is that? probably the only person to get arrested in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so not not also... quite a clean sweep. But I don't think John McClane ever knew about the hacker. So like, no. If yeah. if John had seen them, he would have double tapped them just to make sure the punch worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, That's true. Also, Sam, tell us about who you picked to play Argyle. So, so like, I was ragging on you a little bit for the age of your character or the the age of uh, the actor you chose to play him, uh, and then I realized that well, fuck, uh, my actor is actually older. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you did pick a 70-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I went with Michael Pena. Yeah, great pick. I'm just like, lo- like looking at Argyle, I'm just, you know, you don't need a lot of action for it. You don't need a whole lot of range for the role, though I'm sure Michael Pena has range. He doesn't yes. often show it. Uh, you just want somebody, like the scene where, he, where John McClane first gets into the limo with him and he just doesn't shut up. I think it'd be fucking hilarious just to see Michael Pena just go on like a five minute long rant about one thing. We've or the all other. seen Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Die Hard. I don't know if it is an action comedy, but there's a lot of funny lines in Die Hard. I, I would I would classify it as a... Argyle does a lot of the comedy. Yeah, and like I would I would honestly classify it as an, as an action comedy. Like uh, John McClane has some dark humor. In which he's writing "Merry Christmas" on the walls and and splattering the blood over, and like writing in blood on uh, on on dead bodies. Um, and the writers obviously had some humor when they when they named both of FBI FBI agents Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do like that pick. I think, yeah, Sam, that's an excellent choice. And to be honest, I did consider him briefly, but I because I had picked him for the last episode, I was like. I don't want to do too many of the same actors like in a row. Like I don't want to repeat the same person, but he is like a really solid pick for this role, at least closer to the original Argyle. Um, I do like Ludacris. I think that's a different energy, but both of them, we can agree. Both of those people seem more appropriate to be punching out someone with one punch. Like, <laughs> Argyle. That's like the least believable part of this movie. You He's see a little punch, silly like, dude. Yeah. So, so, so the reason they did that it's because if the guy got up after that one punch, what what else is he gonna do? Yeah, I mean, you could have just had him unconscious. Like that's it. He got hit by a car. Like, <laughs> well, 
it's it, it was it was it was that was the double tap the first the first exactly. tap was the car the, the first tap was with the car, car. <laughs> <laughs> now forrester uh tell us who you picked to play argyle okay well apparently i have the youngest actor of the bunch and i thought i'd have one of the older ones uh i went with christopher o'dowd chris o'dowd from like uh He's an Irish actor. You'd probably know him from maybe Bridesmaids. I did not watch that movie. Yeah, he plays the cop, right? Yeah, he plays the cop. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he's is he in the IT uh, group or whatever? Yes, yes, he is. It's crowd. IT crowd. Yeah, and uh, Cloverfield Paradox as well. Yeah, yeah. So great guy. I think he does nervous energy very well, and I. I feel like Argyle, you can deliver most of the lines, but do them as like someone who's like speed talking because they're nervous, not because they're just a chatty person. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think Argyle's supposed to be a confident and and cool guy. Like, it, obviously, he is. Like, it's my he says this is my first time driving a limo, and he is really chatty. But he's like he used to be a cab driver, so he's very comfortable driving people around and getting conversations going. And like making jokes about whether Bruce Willis is going to get laid or if he needs a place to crash. Like, I don't know if the nervous yeah. with Chris O'Dowd would be the same kind of thing. I think he has the chatty energy, but it's it's definitely less like him being super smooth, and more of him being like maybe a little bit annoying. Not the worst, I think, but I wanted to switch it up a little bit because I do feel like Argyle, like he, you're right, he's pretty cool in this movie. But I was like, this character could be a lot of fun too if he. He's not as cool. But I don't think he's as likable. I think Argyle was a hit as a character right out the gate because he's just like this young, like, confident... Maybe, maybe he doesn't even really know what he's doing, but he sure as hell acts like a 50-year-old. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris So to be fair, to be fair, Forrester, we all picked within about a four-year range. Chris O'Dowd is 41 years old. Yeah, uh, Ludacris, I think, is forty three, and Michael Pena is forty four. Yeah, it's not it's not an age thing. I just I just think the energy isn't the right energy with Chris O'Dowd. I like he's supposed to be cool, not nervous and nerdy. Yeah, it's not like he can't. Okay, hold on. There's, it's not like he can't be cool, but it's more of it's less like smooth. I think is what I was going for. I want a character who felt like a little bit more believable, not someone who has like all the right lines but someone who's just like off the cuff coming up with stuff hey i mean fair enough you're you're, you're yeah, direct look, I, I stand by it also there is a oh what's it called there's a tango movie with them and he's the main villain uh apart from nick frost oh, god our sorry, cuban fury in... so good <laughs> and he does play a smooth character in that one but you know he doesn't have to i don't really want him to okay fair yeah, enough look, i stand by it i want my argyle to be Someone who would be named Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> because he's boring like a fucking sweater. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, but also the kind of person that would wait around all night for someone in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of waiting around all night in the parking lot, next up, we are recasting Sergeant Al Powell who becomes uh, John McClane's best radio buddy. You are and, on fire with those transitions. <laughs> yeah, is, 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 your name, is your name Job? Because that was a good segue. Thank you. Nice. I know you, you've used that joke before, but it still Have lands I? every time. Have I? Yes. I actually don't remember. I'm usually drunk. <laughs> these, so. 
Anyway, um, in my version of Die Hard, I have Sergeant Al Powell played by um, O'Shea Jackson. Or, as you guys might know him, Ice Cube. <laughs> I See, I actually thought about that. I don't know if I like it. Um, well, let me explain it first. Okay. <laughs> so, I while I was watching the movie, I immediately just like put Ice Cube in that role because like yeah he can play the like grumpy stressed out cop really well like if you think about his character on 21 and 22 Jump Street but nicer that could be Sergeant Powell and he's an LA guy you know he's right at home there well man I I kind of like I, okay I do I like seeing Ice Cube and everything so of course I like this pick but uh, I don't know if he's has. He's not. He's I not right know. for the role. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I, I just gotta go right and say it. Ice Cube is not right for that role. You'd have to. It would. Be, it would be a, such a dramatic change to the role because, like, Ice Cube is not. He's not he's a not side Carl character. Winslow. <laughs> he's. He's not. Yeah. He's not like if if his car is getting shot at. He's not. I'm driving away from this. He's. I'm gonna drive to it, or I'm gonna back away, get cover, then go to it. I think he's very much he like can pull back enough. He did a bunch of family movies. I don't think he the, always he needs to like be in the nineties, early <laughs> early two thousands. Um, yeah, I, early two thousands right after his Raptors. I just think that Ice Cube, like the characters that he's embodied over the past five to ten years, makes him too intense to put into a role where he's not going to engage. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, I'm bringing it back to some of the earlier roles where he's a bit more like a more lighthearted character. Actually, like he can play that and he can play funny. Like Al Powell has some very snappy and like quippy lines in the movie that I think yeah. he would deliver perfectly. I, I still have so many mixed feelings about this because it's true. It, it's very, I, I, it does feel different than the original, but I don't have a problem with that. I feel like same with your like Argyle pick where the changes don't feel wrong for the role. Um, like, they definitely change how the character comes out, but it feels, like, it still feels fine. It still works in the situation, I think. And you're right, the, I feel like the line delivery would be different, but I would enjoy seeing Ice Cube deliver some of those lines and, like, try and restrain his anger when, like, a superior is like, that's enough, and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, you see where I'm coming from. Yes. I don't think he has the same amount of, yeah, because the actor who played, uh, what's his name? Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh, Reginald V. Vell Johnson. Yeah. Played Carl Winslow in Family Matters. So, like, he is, like, such a yeah. dad character. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that's, kind of what, that's kind of what you need for the role. And that's why, like, I also, like, I still don't think that Ice Cube's right for this role. But I also, like, I'm not 100% sure about my, the person I chose either. Like, to me, <laughs> this role, this, this character was the hardest, absolute hardest to cast for the entire movie. Um, I went with uh, with David Ramsey, um, who plays Diggle in Arrow. And again, like he he might be too action forward for the role. The, 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 like that's my only concern. But aside from that, like I don't know who to cast. I don't even know who that is. To be honest, I've never seen Arrow. <laughs> but <laughs> it is an action too. show with superheroes. So I mean, yeah. I believe you if he's. <laughs> So he, he's he's kind of like he's kind of like the Green Arrow's sidekick ish, uh, who's like a retired 
not even like he's like an act he's he's a veteran uh who worked for like a spy agency for a little while and then came to become a bodyguard um and i feel with like the age he is now he'd be kind of like i'm too old for the shits Uh, but at the same time like i feel like the people so the people who recognize him would view him as being like not being able to stand on the sidelines but because he's from a tv show that not a lot of people will recognize him anyway yeah that's true i feel like yeah and I, and I, and I, and I yeah with the ice cube pick he has so much under his belt that like people will assume he's going to act a certain way and that doesn't mean he can't act against his like you know the casting i guess but um yeah sam your choice i was like no one's going to recognize him. Well, very few people, like the fans of Arrow or The Flash, will be like, oh, that guy. But everyone else would be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Sam's picks are really fun for like 200 people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, well, yeah. Hopefully 200 <laughs> of our listeners. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm just happy Sam's got off his fucking Jojo Rabbit and Always Sunny Philadelphia fixation. <laughs> and we're talking about different TV shows again. Oh, don't, don't, don't you, don't you worry. Just wait, just wait till you hear my John McClane. as John McClane. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, I just picture him all greased up in baby oil, just climbing through the fence. <laughs> or like, he'd pick up the, the bad guy's shoes and be like, with feet smaller than my sister, and this little kid holding this giant... <laughs> Listen, I, Sam, I think your pick's probably fine. I, I honestly don't know enough about him, except I'm, glad, I'm happy we're having fun and making some jokes anyway. Yeah. Okay, okay, Forrester, Forrester, who's your uh, your pal pick so I can rip into okay, him too? See, I, I guess I didn't go as... I went more buddy energy and still aiming for... I went older with this actor because I was like, I want someone who feels like someone who was a beat cop for a long time. And it's just kind of like just feels like he can't do it anymore um i went with chris rock but i think still looks young enough he's older than i thought he was but he looks like i think more appropriate now like he looks in better shape now than he did when he was younger it's very strange oh yeah chris rock is like kind of jacked now yeah but i think he plays like he could play a cop very well and he doesn't have to be like unhinged or over the top he can just play like normal like he's got he's got more range than i think people give him uh, credit for oh for sure for sure yeah. that's a, that's a good pick too yeah and maybe not as much uh dad energy as uh val johnson but i think more maybe new dad energy i think he's got less dad energy than ice cube <laughs> yeah but ice cube feels like a guy who already has like has teenage i don't kids. know chris chris rock was in grown-ups was he not? Was he not? I, did, I haven't watched Grown Up. No, wasn't that Chris time. Tucker? No, yeah, it was Chris Tucker. <laughs> no, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It's Chris Rock. Oh, God. Now we sound like assholes, Forrester. Look what you made me say. Hold on a second. I always get, honestly, it's because the names are so close that I'm just like, it's one of the two. Which one was in? Um... Oh, no, I'm not going to remember. I think we were Anyways, Chris Rock was... is the one I want. I don't want Chris Tucker because Chris yeah. Tucker definitely has more schlubby dad energy i want someone who looks like they were a cop and were a good beat cop <laughs> yeah i could see that for sure as long as is chris rock tall enough to aim a gun over a police car 
That's my only You're thing. You're thinking of Chris Tucker again, I think. Wait, no, hold Chris on. They're both Walker, short, the short one. <laughs> Chris Tucker was in Fifth Element. In yes, it's not Chris Tucker. <laughs> no, I, Chris I, I, still like, I still like Chris Rock for this, though. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think Chris uh, Rock also just has the same, like, delivery. Like, in his normal speech, he's yeah. not, like, super I high energy. I think but he has, like, that little bit of, like, passive thing that I, I think I, uh, Bell Johnson has. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm still like I'm still a little reserved on it, but again, like I still think this is the hardest character, to, like in my opinion, to cast. Yeah, uh, and I and I haven't seen like I haven't seen Chris Rock recently in anything, so like I can't really speak to what he's doing now. And I also haven't watched any of his movies in a while, so I can't really speak to what he used to do a whole lot. Uh, yeah, well, I think so. Like has... I'm I'm hesitant, but I can't really go further than that. I was gonna say he's definitely matured more with age. Like he's gotten better. Uh, oh, I am so yeah. dumb. I made a short joke about Chris Rock. I was thinking of Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chris Rock is also quite small though. No, yeah, I don't think he so is. he's like um, five eight, five nine, right? It's not Chris super short. Yeah, Chris Rock's. I don't know. That's not very tall, man. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I like I like Chris Rock. For that, like the thing about Al Sergeant Powell is that like he has to deliver his lines in a, a sarcastic way a lot of the time. Yeah, and just like Google Chris Rock's face, and you're just like, that's a sarcastic ass face. Yeah, yeah. that's why I picked Ice Cube as well because Ice Cube can definitely do the sarcasm really well. Yeah, with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Coming around to that. Um. Anyway, I mean, not now, that I was against it, but <laughs> <laughs> now let's get on to one of the best acted characters of all time, Hans Gruber. Now, for my pick, I'm going to do something different right now. What I want you guys to do, I'm going to give you two choices, and you're going to, we're going to decide together who I pick for this movie. Because I cannot, I cannot decide between these two, so we're going to make an official choice, okay? Mm, okay, okay. All right. So it's either Hugh Lowry or... John Carlo okay, Esposito, Hugh Lowry of obviously um, House. Uh, I guess he was in Stuart Little, uh, Blackadder way back in the day, and then John Carlo Esposito of every bad guy in every TV show you've seen in the last five years. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I so John Carlo is a good. That is an excellent choice, but I think I like Hugh Laurie more. Because he seems warmer, is the best way to put it. Yes, he's John a little Carlo bit friendlier. He's a scary dude. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't say that because I definitely went more scary with mine. But I, I feel like with the movie you have, well, I don't know. Oh, I see why you're having a hard time with this. So I, I don't know. Like I, so like between those two, I'd probably go with Giancarlo Esposito. Like he was one of my. He had somebody who I'd actually who I considered for this role until I figured out who else I was going to cast for it. Uh, because is he is he good in The Mandalorian? God, he's good in The Mandalorian. He's so good in Breaking Bad as yeah. well. Like he plays. Oh, I can't remember the, the his character's name right now. But like he starts out as like you know he's the owner of the chicken uh, chicken fast food chain, and he's such like a warm character to Walt. Like he's all friendly and shit. But he turns on the yeah. like icy maniac like on a dime. Um, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito 
if I see him in something now, I'm like, this guy is the best villain I've ever seen on the screen. Maybe he's he's, overdone because of that. I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't think so. Like he's in the boys as well. He's, he's yeah. Yeah. He was so good in the boys. He's uh he's the type of actor that is right for Hans Gruber. He's the per- the person that you like you love to hate him. You you want to watch more of him. You you don't want him to su- to succeed, but you almost you almost do. Every time Giancarlo Esposito's on screen, there's a chance the hero might actually lose. Yeah. That's how good of a bad yeah, guy he is. Okay. I I suppose I I think I still like Hugh Laurie because it's a little bit warmer but also because like i haven't seen him really play a villain and i wonder if he could he played one like, in a tv show called the night manager with tom hiddleston where he plays like a uh, an international arms dealer and kind of a slick international criminal character so like similar to a hans gruber vibe like he could do it like hugh laurie has great accents like because he's english but he has a perfect american accent he can be serious and ominous i just think that john carlo Espos- i think i'm gonna go with john carlo esposito actually so shout out to yeah, you, Laurie, but Okay, I mean, I think we've already talked about like it is a good choice. Yeah, um, and he clearly has the chops for it. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so Sam, that's enough about my stuff. Sam, tell us who you picked to play Hans Gruber. Uh, I went with uh, Andy Circus. Incredible. Ooh. Great pick. Great fucking pick, man. Like you're thinking like a Ulysses Claw type from it, the MCU no, movies. That that is exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, I think that he would fuck it, it would just be Unless, absolutely stunning just, just to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is an excellent choice for that reason. And also like what else were you gonna be like? No, I was thinking more like him in a motion capture suit. <laughs> a little, little schmeagle. Yeah. Or like the Caesar, the monkey, King Kong. You know, the guy has <laughs> What we could even do with Andy Serkis, get him in a mocap suit and get him CGI'd up like Alan Rickman. It's perfect. <laughs> God. No, I think that's perfect, though. Like, he is a really fucking good actor. And, like, when he plays that, like, sort of charming bad guy in the Marvel movies, yeah, he's, like, he's a real piece of work, but he's almost likable because he does it a little bit. Oh, he's so, so well. likable. I yeah. wish I wish that that movie had more uh, more claw in it, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so much more. No, oh, that's a, that's a okay. fucking good pick, Sam. Yeah. Uh, oh man, now I feel weird about my pick. All right, well, Forrest, uh, Sam, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just all right. Yeah, so if that's pretty much capping off your pick, Sam Forrester, tell us who you picked to play Hans Gruber. Okay, I. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you my second choice because Chris was allowed two choices but i originally <laughs> went with lorenzo lorenzo richelmi or richelmi from marco polo because that guy has good crazy eyes and he is like his accent is naturally just vaguely foreign i think he's italian um is he the one who played marco polo he is the guy who played marco polo i but, fucking love that show like i'm so sad about too i know um me too but like if you look at him in any other role where he doesn't have his hair grown out and he's like shaved. He looks kind of creepy. Okay. Like a little bit scary. Still handsome, but in such a cold, scary way that you're like, ugh. Anyways, but that wasn't who I picked. I had him slotted in because I was like, oh, that would be good to have a young, like, uh, young arch nemesis kind of thing. 
But instead, I went the exact opposite route and went for someone who's like so cold and kind of creepy looking now. Uh, Chris Lambert, who played Highlander, but also Raiden. And like the guy, just Google a photo of him now. He looks so cold and calculating. And he is has a natural accent. Uh, so I think he could play that role really well. And he's not going to outshine who I pick for like everyone else. Yeah. But similar to like your pick, Chris, but I want someone who could be a cold, calculating villain. And I was like, that's that's a good role for him. And because I didn't want like I I feel like it's not necessary that they have accents. But I was like, but why not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's that's another killer pick. Like he's also like one of those guys who's been in a lot of 80s movies. So that's uh, you know, that's what he is there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Also, just, like, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he does freak me out a little bit when I look at him now. I'm like, oh. Uh, but he can be very charming. Like, he played a very charming character a lot, but I feel like he's gone more towards, like, cold characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Hans Gruber is pretty chill for most of the movie, but does straight up shoot two guys from, like, two feet away. Like, straight up murders two guys, uh, like, at the count of three, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, God. Also, he's taken to wearing these weird glasses that I feel like, I don't want him to wear the glasses, but it does make you want to hate him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, uh, God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, anyways, that's my pick. Sam, any thoughts? Uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I think he's a good pick. Uh, I don't know a whole a whole lot about him, but he... Looks like he could be menacing enough. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it should yeah, be at least um, a decent pick. And he's been I in a lot the, of movies, so. Yeah, and I think we all touched on something like, although Alan Rickman was like in his 40s when he did this role, having someone who's older kind of also makes sense because this is like a terrorist that just wants to get out of the game. Like maybe he's tired well, no, of it. Actually just criminals. They're not even terrorists. They're pretending to well, be. Well, no, sorry. But he was formerly part of a terrorist organization. And now he's just in it for the money. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. Yeah, which I'm like, that sounds like someone who's like I, given up on their ideals and is like, you know what? I just want a vacation. Do you know, do you know what would be fun is if they uh, did like a, I guess like a shot Die Hard from two different perspectives, one from John McClane's and the other one from Hans Gruber's. And you just make Hans Gruber's movie just like a, like a classic heist movie. <laughs> He's like, and this way, no one will get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> oh, God. Everything's going off the rails. Like, like he walks into a washroom, starts having a panic attack, and he has to walk out calm face like, no, we keep to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of ruining uh, Hans Gruber's plan, let's talk who we picked for John McClane, who is another incredible character. Like, this movie has incredible characters. And just amazing line delivery. It's pretty much the opposite of our last episode, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I, yeah, in a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> I um, enjoy them both, but in yeah, a lot of ways, So, yes. for my John McClane, I pick Carl Urban. Ooh, okay. I like that. Now, Sam, before you even Google him, 
He plays B- Billy late. Butcher and the Boys. Oh shit! Yeah, um, uh, he's in Star Dread? Trek. He's in Dread. He's in Lord yeah. of the Rings. He's in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> As the Executioner. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Chris, you have picked like a. We'll get to it when we go through your full cast, but I love everyone you've picked. Just in general, like I like seeing them in movies. <laughs> This is my kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I when I was saying with this, like, who could play John McClane? It's got to be someone, like, you know, around middle age. It's got to be, you know, with a, with a family and kids. It's got to be, like, kind of a rough and tumble dude. But not some, like, big fucking, like, musclehead action star. I think Carl Urban would kill it. He's got the sarcasm. He's got, like, the quippy one-liners down. He is a pretty good action star still. And, like, he's not, like, a... A karate guy like a martial artist so all of the hand-to-hand fighting will just look like some regular cop fighting um a bad guy like it's not some highly Except trained tall german man german yeah. model <laughs> he's not just some highly trained like jason statham crab maga <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> i mean i'd also I'll watch that guy. movie but <laughs> yeah no I, th- I think carl urban would be a perfect stand-in for uh for john mcclain yeah, I think that's I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I think you nailed it. As like I don't even have anything to say that you haven't said because that is like yeah, that is like almost a role made for him. Yeah, like obviously I say almost because I think my pick's better, but you know, <laughs> it's it's a less psycho version of like Billy Butcher. Like think of a, a mix between Billy Butcher and what's his character in Star Trek? Um, Bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and maybe a little bit of dread sprinkled in there as a law enforcement type. Yeah, I, you know, I think that one kind of speaks for itself. I think it's a fucking awesome pick. I think it's fucking diabolical. <laughs> now, tell what Chris Sam, has been watching. <laughs> Sam, tell us who you picked to play uh, John McClane. Uh, I went with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Great pick. Oh, you're Eve. We do love a Michael Bajordan on this podcast. Yeah, I do. I do. I, 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 he's one of, one of my go-tos, I think, normally for villains. Uh, because he did such a good Killmonger. Mm. But uh, fuck, like, I, I, I think that he'd be excellent for this role. That he, you know, he played Johnny Storm in uh, the Fantastic Four movie, which was a bomb. But I think, I think the worst part about that movie was the portrayal of Dr. Doom, and that's why people didn't like it, and that's why I hate the movie. Uh, I think he played a pretty good Johnny Storm. Uh, yeah, I think overall like, he could deliver on the the action, uh, and and he could have like a couple good like quips in there and and, and hit those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. It feels well. I don't know how old he is. He always seems young. I think I think he's in his thirties. Yeah, I think he's in his thirties. Yeah, okay. That actually feels like it might be age appropriate. He's thirty-three. Yeah, I mean, like which John also, McClane which has young plays for so. uh, for my Holly. I think my I think Jennifer J Law uh, is in her early thirties too now. No, I I love Michael B. Jordan. Like he is definitely like he's been in a lot of good stuff. And like I don't know if it's right to say he's a big up and coming star. I don't think he's had his like. <laughs> I mean, he is. If all of our movies get cast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because we've, yeah. we've already cast him in like four fucking movies. So. <laughs> he's got a busy year. <laughs> yeah. but no, he's, he's great. Like, I, I agree with everything you said there, Sam. And, yeah. Okay. I awesome. do have a point on this that I feel like 
I don't think he's grizzled enough. Like, John McClane feels like someone who woke up and just, like, drank, like, half bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yes, but John McClane is, like, 80s New York cop. Like, we're talking about a New York cop in 2020. Well, he's from a different part we, of New York than John McClane is. Yeah, I suppose. But I feel like that's part of, like, his lovable side of the character. He just gets so beat up. And it's hard to imagine Michael B. Jordan getting beat up. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did he not watch Black Panther? I mean, he, he kind of <laughs> just beats everyone else up. <laughs> did, 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 he, did he not watch Fantastic Four? And honestly, I don't blame you if he didn't. Yeah, nobody watched no, Fan Four stick. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he also... The thing about Michael B. Jordan, he plays Apollo Creed's son in those two new Creed movies. Oh, okay, there so you go. There you go. He, he has also, like, obviously, you know, got shit-rocked in those movies. But, yeah. like, he's already replaced a beloved 80s character. I mean, yeah. technically not just plays, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, pretty much. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Forrester, who's your pick for John McClane? Uh, oh, man, I was so close to doing this. And you guys didn't catch on to what I was doing, so I'm not going to do it now because you've ruined it. Uh, I went with David Harbour from Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on. I want someone who looked like an everyman kind of cop. David is, like that's what he plays. in an air duct. Yeah. Exactly. Hold on a second. He's not in, like, he can get in good shape. He's been in good shape. Yeah, and imagine him cramped in an air duct going like, now I know what a TV dinner feels like. I can't imagine Michael Jordan saying that. Like, without it being like, that feels weird. It doesn't feel like something this person would say. <laughs> well, you could say, uh, you know, now I know what a burrito feels like. I don't know. Make it 2020 <laughs> for us, there. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I know I what mean, a taco dinners are still like. like cramped and heated <laughs> honestly i don't know if the joke is a tv dinner is like cramped and heated i think it's squeezing its way through a tight pipe like he's talking about taking a shit oh maybe i don't know I that line never like landed <laughs> i i kind of clued into that the other day when i watched this i think he's talking about getting squeezed through a tight pipe like i thought it was microwave but now i I'm thought it was, like, I thought it was yeah. microwave too no you do microwave but like the tight pipe of like your you're like asshole <laughs> yes, as you're, you're shitting out TV We get it, it Chris. <laughs> Anyways, I, I had someone else picked for this, but then when I thought of David Harbour, I was like, he feels like someone who's, I mean, he plays this role a lot, but like oh, someone who's having troubles with his wife. Like, once again, I feel like Michael B. Jordan doesn't look like someone who's had troubles with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Just I, saying. Well, no, no, he definitely, he definitely could. Uh, no, I, I like, I like, I like, I, like Harvard. I think, I think for like for any of our listeners who aren't like kind of vibing with the, like the action aspect to him, he did, despite the awful, awful writing of the movie, he did play a pretty good Hellboy. Um, oh yeah. I, 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 I gotta be honest. I couldn't, I couldn't finish the movie. I got about. 40 minutes into it and had to turn it off because the writing was so goddamn bad. <laughs> uh, but that's not David Harbour's fault. I mean, yeah, David Harbour... I mean, it's it's not... David Harbour yeah, does turn on a little bit action hero once in a while in Stranger Things, too. Like, yeah. he's not afraid to, like, fist fight dudes and shoot dudes. Like, he probably kills exactly. as many people in Stranger Things as, as John McClane does in Actually Die Hard. Exactly. But he doesn't feel like an action hero. Like, he's not someone you'd buy, a, like an action figure of he's like an every man who's put in that situation and just like pulls yeah. the shit out when he needs but, to 
you know, to counterpoint that, uh, Bruce Willis is an action hero. So I mean, he is uh, because of this movie, though. He was a yeah. rom-com guy, I think. I think he was a rom-com guy before this, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying this could make... Da- I mean, David Harbour is kind of an action. He's he's in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, yeah, right? he does. He plays... Yeah. Uh, was it? I think the... it's called Red Menace. Yeah, no, Red the... Guardian. Oh, Red Guardian. Red Menace. Yeah. Is something. He he played he plays the Russian equivalent equivalent to Captain America. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Anyways, I think yeah. Also, he is definitely schlubby and sort of retired in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, um, a, but I think he's a, a very fun actor too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which maybe makes all the serial killer moments of like painting and blood seem less. You know. <laughs> well, he's in an office building, Forrester. Where is he going to find writing writing implements? Paint. He's I, I. He's on a floor under construction. There's got to be paint somewhere. <laughs> well, there was no walls on the floor yet. Maybe that's why they don't. They're nothing to paint. Uh, plaster. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I think that wraps it up for our recasting. So let's get to the point of the podcast where we uh, rattle off our list of characters. And then we get to tell each other whether our new movies are worse, as good, or better than the original. So, I will start us off. Uh, Holly McLean, played by Maggie Q. Argyle, played by Ludacris. Sergeant Al Powell, played by Ice Cube. Hans Gruber, played by... Uh, it was... Fuck, I forgot. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. And... John McClane, played by Carl Urban. So, I like it. I love this movie. Partially because I just love all the actors separately. I think a lot of them do have to, like, play differently than they normally play. But I think they all have the range to do it. And I wouldn't even care. If they all played their normal characters, I would still go see this movie. Because I think it would be a lot more fun this way. And definitely, like, a more bombastic, like, holiday movie. Like, seeing this with the family, you'd have some good laughs, some good action. Um, probably a better Christmas movie, really. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say are, better. Okay. I agree with some of your points, Forrester. I'm going to say it's as good uh, because I I don't really like Ice Cube as Powell. Um, and I don't know how I feel about Ludacris as Argyle, but I do think, Chris, that you have excellent excellent choices for john mcclane and hans gruber hey i'll take i'll take as good for that especially with you coming down hard on the other i'll, I'll take that as a hard fought as good so and you said better forrester well, okay hold on that's no I, I didn't hear what you said <laughs> yeah oh oh so i in my personal opinion i would enjoy this movie more that's all i can say because i don't know if i can actually say it's like a hundred percent better but Oh, I would love to see this movie. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, so it's two positive reviews. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thumbs not down. <laughs> Sam, give us, your, give us your list again, buddy. Cool. So I cast uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Holly McLean, Michael Pena as Argyle, David Ramsey as Sergeant Powell, uh, Andy Serkis as Hans Gruber, and Michael B. Jordan as John McLean. I'll say, like, not knowing the actor you picked for Sergeant Al Powell as well, I'd still say with the rest of that, it's definitely as good. I really, 
really want to see Andy Serkis being Hans Gruber. Like, I think that is what elevates it more than anything out of all your picks. Yeah. Dope. I'll take it. Forrester? I'm having such a hard time with this because I do, like I said, I don't know if I agree with your John McClain, but like, oh, God, Circus as Hans Gruber is so good that it like it's hard to ignore that. Um, but okay, I'm gonna say it's definitely as good. But whereas Chris is a movie, like even if Chris's movie was terrible, I would probably go see it because I just love seeing all those actors. I feel like your movie is one of those ones where I'd be like, oh, okay, and like there's no one that pulls me to that except for Circus. But it's as good. It's definitely as good. I don't think your John McClane's grizzled enough, but I think it would still work in a 2020 audience. 2020 audience. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think part of the role, most in my mind, I was like, he needs to be able to grow, like, just stubble. It has to just look like he's always covered in Michael, stubble. Michael B. Jordan can do that. Yeah, he's got great stubble. I'm sure he can, but I just can't picture him that way. I don't know why. I mean, that, and that's a fair forester. Why don't you lay your picks bare so we can judge you? <laughs> okay, my master plan comes to fruition. Um, for Holly, I have Christine Taylor. For Argyle, I have Chris O'Dowd. For Al Powell, I have Chris Rock. For Hans Gruber, I have Christopher Lambert. And for John McClane, I have David Harbour. Um, uh do you know what? I'm Did you go just realize what I was I'm, doing this entire no, time? No, I, I, I realized it a little bit earlier. I just wanted to give you the chance to do it instead of rooting it like you did my <laughs> it's so like did Philadelphia thing. Uh, no, uh, it actually took me a little while to catch what was, on. What was you trying to do, Forrester? It was, uh, they were all Chris. Yeah, it's a Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's a Christmas thing. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's worse because you didn't even succeed at doing that, dude. Well, hold on. I had someone else. I was hoping you guys would catch on before this point. So when it came to John McClane, you'd be like trying to guess which Chris. And I'd switch it up and do someone who wasn't a Chris. But you ruined it by not saying it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that your pick for Argyle is bad. And okay. I don't like it. So who, who, who did you pick for Argyle again? Chris O'Dowd. Chris Tucker, then, if you're going for Oh, Chris. yeah. yeah I, I'm also not huge into... Yeah. I think Chris Tucker would have been would have been great. Nah. Or even Chris Pratt. Worse. Chris Pratt would have been funny. Uh, well, I, I had Ryan Reynolds originally slide there, but his, his name doesn't isn't Chris, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, Forrester, I, I love you, but I think I'm going to have to go a little bit worse for this one because just, yeah. like, the, the casting choices, I don't think they stand up. Although well, you did explain a lot of them pretty well, even though you were going for a bit of a running bit there. I, I just... <laughs> In my opinion, I think it's a little worse than the original. Not that it's bad. I just think it's not as good. That's all right. Hurt my feelings. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> After I made an entire episode to cast people named Chris, Chris. But you did. But you did. You didn't even think of all. You didn't. Well, even, I had someone else for John, but I was hoping you guys would guess it, so it'd be funnier. No, but no, we, whatever. No, no, no. You should. You should have cast John McLean as a Chris. And then, and then yeah, I, well, I, I would, I would have said at least as good if you had done, if you had managed to do that. It was going to be Chris Messina, but you guys aren't even going to recognize that. Who? What? Chris Messina. He literally. Okay, so he's best known for being in the Mindy Project as like the main love interest, Danny. Yeah. But mm -hmm. every other, every other role he's had is a cop, specifically a lot of New York cops. And I was like, oh, that seems perfect for this. Christopher Walken as Hans Gruber. 
You know what? I'd watch that. He plays yeah. a good psychopath. Where is Mr. Takagi? He could have. You uh, could have cast uh, Christopher Mintz Plasse as uh, as Argyle. I was thinking that too. Yeah, yeah. Or as John McClane. He's gotten a little buff. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't watch that movie. That'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Anyways, I stand by my choices. I think the all Chris cast holds. But it's not an all Chris cast. Almost all Chris cast. <laughs> Listen, I really like David Harbour as John McClane. I just think I know. he doesn't so, stack up to the original. Yeah. I know. I, 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 anyways, it doesn't matter. doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> anyway, that, um, that'll wrap it up for our Die Hard episode, our holiday episodes, and our 2020. Because this episode comes out on December 30th. Woo. So, fuck, let's hope uh, 2021's a bit of a better year for everything. Um, safe and happy new year. Everybody, you know, who's been listening so far this year for the last few months, thanks so much. We, we appreciate we appreciate it like, like crazy. Um, we've really enjoyed doing these episodes. We're going to keep doing a lot more. Um, we are going to take a little bit of a break in January just to have some time off recording and then get back going with things. Um, we're looking forward to recasting lots of other amazing movies. Uh, yeah, anything you guys want to say? Uh, no. Amazing, Sam. <laughs> I'm a man of Man of few words. Uh, have a safe and happy holidays, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. Hope you have a super safe and as fun as possible New Year. Uh, let's put. Don't get no, trapped 20- in an office building. Yeah, yeah. If you're trapped in an office building, make sure that you're wearing a mask and you're not within six feet of other people. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say if uh, Die Hard and and 2020 have taught us anything, it's don't go to office Christmas parties. Yeah, just don't yeah. do it. Not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of German models. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cinema Swap. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please give us those five-star ratings and review us. Uh, It does so much to help us, and then more people can enjoy the podcast. You know, um, recommend us to your your friends and your family, uh, to your enemies if you want them to like you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening. Keep vibing with us next year. We can start finally drafting movies made in 2011 and prior because it's a 10-year window we like to keep between our our picks. So, um, yeah, have a happy new year. Stay safe. And uh, most importantly, enjoy your movie watching. Bye. Man, could you, could you imagine Flula Borg as Hans Gruber? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>